What's up, world? We are excited to announce our summer community drive. We are giving back pencils, paper, binders, folders, and sanitizers for teachers in our community. If you want to help us out, subscribe to our Patreon. All the money raised on our Patreon goes to our community drives, and you get a bonus positive news episode every week. We appreciate all of you for listening to us. Now let's go to the positive news. What's up, world? Welcome to the positive truth, uplifting and positive news to help you believe in yourself and the world around you. Tim, what are we trying to bring? Here at the Positive Truth, we're trying to bring awareness, empowerment, inspiration, optimism, and understanding to communities everywhere. Michelle, before we get started, can you please tell the people what they can do to help us spread this positivity? Please like, share, subscribe, rate, and review. A five-star rating with a comment will help us out so much and help us to continue to spread positive news throughout the world. We also have a Patreon where you can get an extra positive news episode and you'll have the opportunity to help with our community drives. Check us out on Facebook and Instagram at The Positive Truth to view these news stories and more. JP, what's up? We have three inspirational stories today. I have an announcement to make. I have a story about a male for the first time in like a month and a half. (laughs) (laughs) And this one is really good. He's 86 years old. His name is John Jenkins. And in 1985, he had a son. And he wanted to help his son, I guess, get more established. But they didn't have a lot of extra money. And so he was like, I want to be a good example for my son. I want to help him later on in life. But I can't really save money because I'm so tight on bills. So he found out, like, early 80s, you can go recycle things and get a little bit of money back. So he would take his son and they would walk around, they would pick up paper, aluminum cans, pennies, anything, and they would go recycle it and get money back. And he took all that money and put it in a savings account for his son and ended up being the first down payment on his house, son's house. Wow. Really awesome, right? So when his son turned 17, he stopped going with them. They would do that every day. Father, son, bonding time, we're gonna go help out the planet, crash tag challenge. We're gonna clean up, we're gonna talk. But his son got 17, went off, working, school, all that fun stuff. Mr. Jenkins was like, I don't really want to stop. Because <laughs> he felt, he was like, it's healthy. He was 55 at the time. Mm-hmm. It's like mid-80s, early 90s. I don't really want to stop doing this. So for the last 30 years, he's kept doing it. And so it's now what he, he's better established, a little bit better paying job. Now he just donates the money away. So, 2016, he picked up 400,000 pounds of paper, 58,000 aluminum cans, and, like, tons of pennies. And then he he gets all that money back, and then he donates checks to nonprofits. So, he'll just walk in, and he'll be like, here's $35,000. And they're like, who are you? (laughs) And he just walks away. They didn't know who he was. He's been doing this since the mid, like since the early '90s. He's 86 now. Dang. So think about all the exercise he's getting. Think about all the help he's done to the planet, and then he's giving out forty, fifty thousand dollars a year. He's a legend. And he it all started because he wanted to be a better example. He wanted to help his son be a better example for him. And now, not only has he been a better example, helped his son get a house, but now he's been helping all the community around him by recycling. It's one of my favorite stories of all time. Man, he was trying to do something better for his son, 
and he ended up doing better for everyone around him just by taking that that first step of effort of mm-hmm. just going out the door and doing something. I, I love it, man. That that really is how you should give back to your community. Nothing to add, man. I'm sorry. That was awesome. <laughs> yeah. So to give it, he's in his mid 80s. He picked up 400,000 pounds of paper. That's a thousand pounds a day. It's a lot of exercise. That is- so that's probably keeping him alive. He's too. got a long way to go. <laughs> Everything he's doing is keeping him alive, man. That he's is insane. I can't energy. imagine doing that. Not at all, man. And it, to do it for that long, like it's it's definitely a, a calling. Shout out to him. What was his name again, sir? John Jenkins. John, John Jenkins. Jenkins, man. Definitely remember that legend name. Mr. Jenkins. There's also a basketball player who plays for the Hawks named John Jenkins. Yeah, we we don't watch the Hawks around here. Uh. <laughs> Apparently the NBA doesn't either because they're not invited to Orlando. Anyway, (laughs) what do you got, Tim? Man, I have this really, really cool story about Amika George. I mentioned her early on in the week because we were talking about sanitation products for women. Amika George is one of those monsters that just changed, is helping change the world. So she's from the UK. She was watching the news one day with her little brothers and sister, and she saw in the news that there were young girls missing school because they couldn't afford sanitation products. They didn't have tampons, they didn't have pads, wipes. Some of them were using newspapers, rags, socks, because they didn't, they couldn't afford anything. And she was shook. She had no idea, well, this can't be going on here in my own home. Why isn't the government doing anything to stand up and do something about this? Like, what is going on? So I lit a fire under her. And Amika George was like, you know what? I don't know how I'm gonna do this, but I'm gonna get signatures. So she went to her friends and trying to get signatures. After she went to her friends, they decided, you know what? Let's try to put together a small protest. When they put this small protest together, they expected a couple hundred people, and 2,000 people showed up. They got over 162,000 signatures at this protest. Oh, uh, what? Exactly. So they kept, everybody grabbed papers. How many? 162,000. Everybody that was there basically grabbed a paper, and they went to their circles and got signatures from everybody. After that, it just blew up from there. The fight kept going. She wanted everyone in the world to know, look, if you are struggling with sanitation products, it's okay, we're gonna figure this out for you. Also, everyone in the world needs to understand that this is a conversation that needs to be comfortable and it needs to be had. I'm tired of having, I'm tired of these young girls feeling uncomfortable talking about their period when it's a natural thing that happens to us all. She's having these conversations with adults and leaders of the world right now, right? So in 2018, everything that she's been doing for that year, she got invited to this big conference in New York City and they were gonna award her Bill and, uh, Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, UNCEF, and the Goalkeepers Global Goals Awards, they were going to award her with an award for all of her efforts for this. She chose to take the award, and she chose to go up there and give an amazing speech, and she wanted to let everybody know up there that her fight is not done, and she will not stop until every female on this planet can afford sanitation, sanitation products for their periods. To me, the story is awesome, because this year alone for myself, I've done four different stories about young women starting sanitation programs, period pack programs for their community. And in my head, why is this all going on right now? It's great positive news stories, right? And then I see Amika George. There's countries on her list that girls have no idea what sanitation products are. They're simply just putting a t-shirt there or a sock there and they're just keeping it pushing. She wants to educate the world on this and I think it's awesome because somebody that has a daughter, somebody that has a wife, somebody that has female friends, they're all going through this, they're all going to go through this and we shouldn't be uncomfortable about it. So shout out to Amika George for setting the example at the age of 18. 17 is when she started the free period pack program. So I think that's amazing in itself, but she's only 19 years old now. The youth are awesome with the positive truth. They stay awesome, man. She's like, 
She's like what every girl wants to be. Just because, like, I mean, everyone my age just knows, yeah, ta- like, period products here are taxed so high. Like, I have to spend $10 a month, maybe 20 just because I bleed, you know? And it's, it's like, why are you taxing us so much? And that kind of adds up over time. Understatement of the century. Because you can start super early and you can end like when you're 80, 50, 60, who knows? The human bodies work differently. How do you feel with somebody uh, that's around your age, because you're 21 years old, that's around, around a couple years younger than you, that's fighting so hard for this? How do you feel about that? I honestly, I feel like so hopeful just because she's younger. I've, I've already like been through the phase where like, yeah, I have period, whatever, you know? I've gone through that. But like since she's younger and she's advocating it more, and more people are starting to realize, yeah, maybe we shouldn't be uncomfortable about talking about periods, you know? It's like talking about, I know some people talk about their bowel movements. I do. It's the same thing. <laughs> so like, to me it, makes me, it makes it really hopeful just so younger girls will probably look up to her and have the same mindset and won't be afraid to, you know, talk about their period or talk about problems they might have in their period. Because sometimes girls will just stay quiet because they don't know who to talk to. Absolutely. That's awesome, man. Absolutely. Before we get to Michelle's inspirational story, we need to pause and do audio meditation. It's where we all three talk about one thing we're grateful for each. Because in the stresses of life, we often overlook all the great things going on in our own lives. I encourage everyone listening to think of one thing you're grateful for as well. Tim, what are you grateful for today? Man, I'm grateful for a healthy stomach. I know that sounds weird and goofy, but dude, like my stomach's been hurting for weeks. And, you know, whenever you have a good day and it's not hurting, I can eat whatever I want beautiful so I'm definitely grateful for eating whatever I want whenever my stomach's feeling good you should go get that check man man I gotta just I gotta get a better diet I already know it oh, okay it I gotta get so a better you know diet. the problem <laughs> he knows the problem yeah I know the problem I'm, I'm sabotaging myself it's time I change a little some fiber <laughs> facts <laughs> dang what about you Michelle dude I'm grateful for water I woke up so thirsty this morning so thirsty and I was like where's the water <laughs> Dude, we've been grateful for water on this podcast so many times. It's just so good. Like, I used to like drinking soda a lot when I was younger, but I hit an age where, like, just water tastes so good. It has no taste, but it tastes so good. It does your body right. Like, exactly. Do we all three sleep near a bottle of water just in case? I hoard bottles of water in my room. Yeah. I'm that person. I got, like, 13 bottles next to my bed, and it gets mad at least once a week. Throw those away. Well, I have... I have um, in the fridge the water bottles, and I just refill them on the filter. And it, if the water bottle isn't by the bed, I'm not going to sleep because I know you never know. <laughs> random in the night, you need to just like chug one and go right back to sleep. I hear that. I do hear that. It's so funny. We all have the same experiences. <laughs> I am grateful for tentatively the NBA being back. It's the only sport I follow really because they don't cover track and field anywhere facts so i just hope it goes safe so shout out to the nba coming back i hear that what do you got for your inspirational story michelle i have a story about a high school custodian so her name is carolyn collins uh she works uh a tucker high and she basically what she started is a giving closet so what she has in there is shirts pants belts shoes sanitation products, shampoo, deodorant, anything a kid would need. And what had caused her idea to, or just 
the passion for it was one day when she was working at the school in the morning she was taking out the trash and she heard like a knock on the door she opened the door and when she opened the door it was two students it was a brother and a sister and they were like can we please come in we've wait we've been waiting outside and just after talking with the students she found out that those two students were actually living in a car with their mom and the mom would drop them off early in the morning so they could use the restroom you know freshen up for school and since that day Carolyn just devoted herself to being able to provide for students who need that just because I know in the article it mentioned that at that high school there's there can be anywhere from like 10 to 20 kids that are homeless in that high school so she cleaned out one of their storage units in the high school and you'll, you'll see a picture of it because um, she took some pictures of it and put it into the article but you'll see that she has like different sizes she has socks she has notebooks she has literally everything. Everything a student would need to exactly. perform at school. I really like the story just because she saw a kid in need. And I know like from what I've seen growing up, that's something that my friends could have used, that I could have used growing up. A lot of people could have used it and like it just wasn't there. But the fact that it's there because she cares for the kids is what is amazing about her. Also, she's the custodian. She's yeah. the one being paid the least. Exactly. She's paid li- Less than the teachers, less than the vice principals, less than the than the principal, less than the administrators that are running the school board, and the person that's helping is the person that has the least. That's inspirational on its own. She's been doing it since 2014 too, so it's been a minute. You know, I'm not gonna lie to you. I know you said she was a custodian at the beginning, but like midway through, I thought she was a teacher because that's something that a teacher would do because they see the students on a regular basis, right? I know this because of this pandemic, we've realized how important our custodial staff really is, and we're definitely appreciating more as a society. But mm-hmm. hearing that story right there, and she's been doing this way before the pandemic, it's just amazing. And you're right, she does have the least, but she's doing the most, man. And that's she's awesome, man. Shout out to her. I love when people see a problem and they do something about it. Those are my favorite type of stories as well. Does it matter if you have Bill Gates money or Tim McCoy money? <laughs> <laughs> you can do it. <laughs> that was not planned, but that was really good. <laughs> you can do what you can to help out. That's facts. Does Tim McCoy have a quote? Absolutely. Small acts, when multiplied by millions of people, can transform the world. Quotes by Tim. We're out. Stay positive. Thanks for listening.